Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith is here for one hour. We demystify the world of fitness. I think that's it. We're the demystifiers. Demystifiers. Yeah. Misty, 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 misty. How's your week been, James? So the week has been good. Yeah. I've been out just moving. Just moving. moving. Yep. And I hobble in to see you and I say, Marcus, <laughs> I don't know what I've done. And I did nothing. This is the thing. I yeah. was just out running. No, and slowly you you follow me. You yeah. see, I'm not running fast. I'm not running far. Yeah. And and I'm I, I don't know what I did when I'm when I'm running. There's no issues. But when I sit down in my car yeah. and get up, I'm like a 95 year old man who's hobbled over and needs a cane. And then uh, I, everything resets and I do a little stretch and it's and fine. You feel okay. I think I think this is something important. It's actually something that a lot of people might be feeling. You just you get out of a certain position and you have a little twitch or or, or just something that's a little bit tight. It, it, it might not be anything huge at all. It's just that that position at that time or you've slept yeah. a little bit funny has caused some issues. It hasn't gone away in a day. Like, it's still doing it. It's been a whole day. So <laughs> then you go to how do you fix it? And yeah. I think this is one of the biggest things as well. Ain't no one got time for loads of physio appointments. Like, it right. just takes time and you can't well, get there. Because I'm thinking I need to, I've got to do some more stretching here. I've yep. got to pull this all out. Yeah. I, and it's, it's, it's something obviously that's moved around a little bit. Yeah. And it's just darn annoying because I'm going, I'm not that out of shape. What's going on here? That's one of the things that there can be, and, and especially when it comes to the spine, there can be something that's a little bit trapped or a little bit tight and it just yeah. needs a little bit of release. I have a go-to chiropractor that, that actually go and see for stuff like that. And, and he's not someone that I'll go back to on a, on a regular basis. I'll go in, he'll release something, I'll go away, I'll work on it, and then yeah. it'll be good. A lot of time when, when, when we do go and see a physio or something like that, we want to do three or four or five appointments, which is actually super challenging to get in for a lot of people. Man, yeah. They work nine to five. It's an hour appointment, half an hour to get there, half an hour to get back. Can't do it in lunch break. Can't do it in the morning. It's yeah. really difficult to fit those appointments in. So what I'm saying here is that you can actually self-medicate a little bit. And one, one of the greatest tools actually is just the problem that you've got, probably a number of people have. Just go to YouTube and have a look. Don't become a YouTube doctor, but just go and have a look at what's going on and just figure out, okay, that's good. And maybe a stretch in this way or a bit of mobility yeah. in that way. And it'll really help you. But I think what it... A so lot what are you suggesting? What do you think? You've heard you've heard of this before and you've, you've got a lot of people. Yeah, I, I would just, uh, again, I would just go through sort of a little bit of a mobility and movement and stretching routine. Okay. If it doesn't go, and this is something that's important as yeah. well, James, if it doesn't go after three or four days, you might need some back adjustment. What right. can also happen when we're sleeping, when we're getting out of the car, is that, yes, the vertebrae can move in a certain way, and something can get, yep. call it, a little bit trapped. That also that needs releasing most of the time by a medical professional. Right. Sometimes it's just a spasm of the muscle, and it will come That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is a little muscle spasm that yep. is just caught. You know, yeah. when you get a knot somewhere, it's just caught, and I just need to let it be free. You just need to let it be free. And I, I think it, I was going to get on a foam roller. I, that, I was at that point. I was thinking. Yeah, this. There, there are things like there, there are things like foam roller that you can get involved in. But just doing like a daily movement routine. I know you've been following the, the one that yeah. I put out, and that that's absolutely free. People can go check that out over on YouTube. It's just a movement routine, which I call prehab, 
which just helps you to, to move better and to live without pain. It's 15 minutes every day. And, and of course, it's absolutely free as well. It's on, it's on YouTube. So continuing to do that. But if you do have something that's tight, that's caught, cool, and that doesn't go after two or three days, you probably need some medical professional just All to right. release that out. Most of the time, if you haven't had a major injury or there hasn't been trauma or, yeah. you know, it's not like you've tried to lift up a, a, a desk or a car or something like that and you're like, oh, my back hurts a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that's a little bit trapped. If you can't get rid of it on your own, have a look, spend the time, invest the time, a little bit of YouTubing around. Most people have had this problem and the coolest thing about YouTube obviously is that people that have that problem have then shared yeah. it and this is how I fixed it. Sometimes that goes too far and you take in too many right. opinions and this guy had it like this and that guy had it like that. Just have a look around. Do two or three things, stretch routines or something like that. If it gets better, cool. Just carry on with that. If not, then you might need to go and get it released. And trust yourself at the end of the day. You've got to be super realistic. Yeah. And as you said, if it's not getting better, if it's getting worse, yeah. if, if you're not noticing, okay, this and, and figure out what did you do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the most important thing as well, James, is you, you you hear of people that have had these issues and they're just ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. Have you been to the doctor yet? No. But yeah. I'm just trying to stretch it out. I'm just trying to foam roll it out. Well, you know, I don't know how long you're going to continue to try and stretch it out, foam roll it out. There is medical advice out there. As yeah. I say, I use, I use one or two different chiropractors and I know when something's just, just a little bit stuck and they know how to get in. Yeah. They know how to... They know the pressure points. Li- literally just yeah. crack it open and it just releases everything. Then I go and do my work, and I don't Boom. see chiropractors that often. There but when I when I do, you just get it fixed, and 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 you're rocking and rolling again. Everything in our body is actually bound up in the central nervous system, in the spinal column. So they can figure out. It's almost like mapping the whole body and figuring out. Okay, the pain or the tightness is down here. That actually goes to a nerve that's in this in in the spine. I can just release that, and that will go as well. There so we go. it's Easy. pretty cool. Easy. Yeah. Hey, last week we did the Fitbit Ionic contest. Did I win? No, you didn't win. Sorry. But hey, you know what? We had we had a tremendous, tremendous response. Just a few of the people. I want to give a shout out to uh, Raj, Nabil, Barry, Dean, Niha, Sammy, Dwight, Marcus, Mohammed, Pankar, Marcus. Maureen, <laughs> Mike, Marcus. Dominic, Pushkar, Hannah, Hannah. Julio, and the list goes on. Absolutely spectacular list of people who texted through. This was for the Fitbit Ionic. And the winner was? Marcus. <laughs> Jilly. Jilly, congratulate. congratulations. <laughs> and actually, I'm sure the prize team has already been in touch. And Jilly is, is absolutely wearing this. And Jilly said, not only got the, the five days correct in the battery life of this device, but also said, I will... 100% let you know what I'm doing and I'm not just going to wear this as a piece of jewelry. So Well, that's cool. very cool as well. Yeah. I think I think that's a really good point, isn't it? It's not always that these things are just a fashion accessory. It actually gives a lot of data, a lot of information and it is super cool and super important to track. We were talking about this last week, to track what's going on, track how many steps you're taking a day, yeah. have a target on those steps, analyze it. If you're not hitting it, make sure you move around a little bit more how much you're going to sleep, quality of sleep. If your sleep isn't good, don't just look at the data and go, oh, my sleep isn't good. Look at the data and go, yep, my sleep isn't good. That's because that night I had seven cups of coffee before I went to bed. Exactly. And maybe I won't do that again. So Fitbit have a really cool uh, platform that you can use. 
as does all of these wearables. Garmin's the same. Training yep. Peaks is the same. We have a lot of good information, but make sure when we take that information, we're actually using it in the right way and making these small adjustments to our life to make our performance better. That's the most important thing. They look cool, but they're not fashion accessories. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. I'm James Pikeway, and this is Get Fit Radio. How, how's your week been, by the way? My week has been excellent, James. Yeah. I've been running a lot. Actually, I see managed. that. I see you're, and you're really uh, clocking up the kilometers, and you're doing it at quite a, a swift pace as well. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Had uh, nice 18 kilometers yesterday morning. Actually, the highlight of my week in the last seven days has been that I was able to ride my bike outside on Saturday morning. Wow, Absolutely fantastic. That's big. First time, two months since my accident and didn't fall off that was quite good i was very happy about that and it all went well but in a few and everything feeling good when you're out running when you're out cycling there's, yeah, there's still some I niggles guess you could say there are, there are a little bit of niggles at time like i think yesterday afternoon i ran in the morning and then i worked out yesterday afternoon and sort of by the time i went home i was just a little bit just different kind of like where my lung is was uh, sort of crushed where i had yeah. that it kind of moves around. Is where, that where all healed is. now, or is that part uh, of your lung? It's still healing. Okay. It's still healing. But I can run. I can run full tilt now, which is quite good. Listen, I was following you on Instagram, and you were you were not doing a slow <laughs> jog. You were like doing a, an 18-kilometer sprint. Yeah, no, look, few few intervals there. So <laughs> it's um yeah, I, th- I think I think that's the thing as well. And I think this relates really nicely back to your previous point, James, about your back. It's like you know, I'll push myself as as hard as I can. I understand that I've had quite a lot of trauma and through my accident and i just want to make sure that i'm not pushing it too hard yeah obviously one of the things that i do track a lot is is my heart rate and my heart rate since i've been since i had my accident at the top end is, is still very high but luckily at the lower end it's recovered so my oh, wake okay. my waking pulse when i was sort of came out of hospital was about 60 65 and now it's down to about 38 40 again wow, so it's nice nice and normal yeah. again so you're yeah in, you're, so, in good, you're in good shape yeah and and but this is the thing i think with injuries it's like you know at People will say, okay, I have this injury. Uh, how many weeks should I take to do it? I never really asked the doctors how many weeks it would be till I can do something because yeah. they don't know. They're not inside my body. They've got, they don't know how I feel. So all the time I've just come, I've gone running. Okay, I feel good. I can push it a little bit. If it feels painful in a bad way, I'll just back off a little bit. I'll do something in the gym. I'll try and raise a hand completely overhead. If I can't do it, I'll just back off a little bit. Maybe I can do it today with a weight and maybe tomorrow I, I can't do it with a weight. And that's kind of the, the mental process you have to go through. You have to push to where you know that you're, you're doing good and you're not doing damage. And maybe something that you did yesterday, you can't do today, but tomorrow you'll be yeah. able to do it better. And that that's also a mindset with injury and with, with recovery. You have to just keep pushing, but you have to be super smart. No one wants their injuries to get worse. Yep. No one wants to continue to be in pain. So don't push into that threshold of bad pain where it's like, yeah, if I keep going here, this rib's going to snap again. You just have to be smart. And I think that's part of the issue is people don't dial back when they've reached that threshold point when they know that hold on i got a problem here hold on yes. i really need to not do this but i don't want to seem like i'm giving up but yep. hey i'm gonna hurt myself more inevitably i think 90 percent of people keep going yes. and then they knock themselves out for and, months and they knock themselves out and it's not just that your program says that you have to do x y and z today so you have to do x y and z today if you're coming back from injury or if you feel that an injury is coming on if the program calls for x y and z and that causes you a problem then just do A, B, and C. So yeah. long as you're doing something to make yourself better and not making that injury worse, then I'm super happy. I see it way too often that people like feel that they're damaging themselves and they continue to do it. And that's where we have to be a 
lot smarter with managing our injuries and recovery from injuries as well. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. I'm James Pikeway, and this is Get Fit Radio. Get Fit Radio is what you have found, and if you've got questions, queries, thoughts about your fitness regime, or maybe someone around you is getting right into things, and you're thinking, hey, you know what? I wonder this is the program to get involved with, because Marcus Smith's here from Interfight Gym. I'm James Pikeway, and every week at this time, we talk fitness for an hour. And you're, we were just talking about your recovery from your cycling injury. Yeah. You're out running again, and you're running, and actually cycling as well, which is yes. cool. But you're running again because you have a goal, another goal. Yeah. <laughs> we often talk about this. I think this is one of the, the number one strategies yeah. for self maintenance yes. and self-progress and self-change absolutely there's a lot of self in there there's a lot of self <laughs> but is having something to work towards yeah i think that's the most important thing like for, for me as well when when i had my accident obviously i was working towards a goal and yeah. then that goal was no longer possible so straight away i'm starting to think of another goal and and a set quite a big goal that we'll speak about in a few weeks which which is happening in july but along the way there's a few things to build up to that and the first one is actually just around the corner it's in about three weeks time we're heading to the volvic volcanoes in france which is where the volvic water comes from all comes naturally down through this volcano filtration process and every year they have a race called the volvic volcano experience uh-huh. which is all around the the volcanoes it's quite a big area quite a big catchment area there and there's four different races going on there's like a 10k a 20k 43k and an 85 and you're doing race. them all and i'm not gonna do them all. i, I know no. I, I i know you say this but We've been doing this show for what about seven years yeah. now, and you're not the just the one guy guy. Yeah, you're the guy who, when they say they're going to do this, you do. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it. I mean, hey, I w- I remember doing a try a, a duathlon. Yes, and I I was running the you know the the running leg that's right you had done the running leg then you were running with someone else yeah but it, it's something yeah. i think it goes back to what we were saying in, in the previous segment James. Oh, you're when, still recovering when we said yeah when we sat down with volvic and we start to map out this race in france in, in in may you know we looked at the different distances and we looked at where i was at and the safest and the i mean still to run 43 kilometers through the volvic volcanoes it's in, a marathon. In May, it's just it's just over a marathon, yeah. Not much, but just over a marathon. Yeah, yeah. It's like and and there's a lot of there's a lot of climbing and it's a lot of trail running. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's an off road marathon. It's an off road marathon, so <laughs> it probably feels like two marathons. Yeah. That for me on a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> that for me at that particular point in time yeah. is is really a, a it's not a super amazing goal but it's definitely a little bit of a stretch it's goal a, it's a marathon on a volcano yeah <laughs> people are listening and they're going you know people right now are going excuse me yeah you're gonna run a marathon on a volcano what a great goal yeah it's yeah. it's pretty cool it's and it's inspiring. not the, the awesome thing about the the volcanoes where the volvic water comes from is that it's not just one volcano right it's a series of different volcanoes okay. in this area so which is absolutely amazing for the experience and if you're not into trail running this is something that i'd really encourage you to start thinking about you know you run up one volcano you get to the top you have a look and then you can see another one over the distance over and that's there, where you're going and that's exactly <laughs> where you're going next so the experience of trail running and this is why trail running's in such boom through europe through australia through south africa at the often moment call, often called in some capacities cross-country running a little bit yeah old school was was yeah, cross-country country. was cross-country yeah. running and it, it's, now it's just, trail running they've modernized they've modernized it because yeah. you run on trails but this is kind of cool how many people 
people are going to be involved in this uh, experience? So the Volvic Volcano Experience runs every year, and there's thousands of people, predominantly from France, flock to the volcano to get uh -huh. this chance. You don't really have this chance outside of this sort of event competition to to get and run this route. So it's something that's that's truly unique. And wow. if you think about it, it, it's it's very unique that where the water comes from, where this natural mineral water comes from, is going to be open to the public for them to have a running race around it. So wow. it's something truly unique from Volvic and something that obviously I'm super happy to, to, to be involved in. We actually went there in September of 2017 and we did part of the route running and then we did another part cycling and then we did a load of stand-up paddleboarding then more cycling and then more running to finish it off we did about 150 or 200k route in that day wow so but this year i'll just be doing running because that's what's safest for me at the moment mountain biking is not really that safe and so you know again to set that goal yeah. it'll be 12 weeks out from my accident so wow. three, three months from my accident it's pretty spectacular yeah it, it just it really I think like you said, James, it, it really just gives you a lot of focus. It gives you something to work towards, to push. If at any time along the way, my, thank God my training's really going well, but if at any time along the way I feel that like I'm putting my body in danger by continuing to do it, then obviously we back off a little bit. But the, the 85, 86 kilometer could have been a little bit of a push. Hopefully I'll do that next year. But yeah. this 43K, it it is on a volcano. It's, it is on trail. It's up, it's down. It's going to be a long day out. But it's something that really sort of gets me back on track and allows me to have a lot of fun at the same time. Are you taking a team with you? You got a group we're, of people? We're not taking a team from here. I'm just going with the with, with the Volvic guys from here. But one of the, one of the sort of underlying reasons we're going to we're going there is to to try and make a video to help to inspire people so they're actually planning to make a video about my whole recovery some footage and some images from actually when i was in hospital and and just taking it all the way through to running through this volcano yeah. in in may in in france so super super interesting and i think it's i think it really sort of speaks volumes about the brand of volvic of how we're trying to just promote healthy healthier living and people just getting out there and doing it and one of the brand values of volvic is also inner strength yeah. so you there know you it, it fits in really well to <laughs> take a whole bunch of people that, isn't that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> to, but just to take a whole bunch of people to a volcano and there is those four different distances so yeah. you know and the coolest thing is if you ran sort of the, the i want to do it i mean yes, i'm listening to you talking about it. i'm already going, excited I do this. already excited um, well maybe next year we'll put something a little bit bigger together maybe the Volvic team here really want to support it, and obviously they're seeing a massive growth of the brand here in the I, region. Marcus Smith, by the way, is who I'm talking to. My name's James Pikeway. This is Get Fit Radio on Dubai Eye. Uh, back this, you know, because I kind of look at this as, you know, I'm not the youngest guy on the block. I'm yeah. in my 50s now, and and I, I, I see there are a lot of folks in their 50s who are are out there and, and, and are active and are doing stuff, but there are a lot who aren't. Yeah. And I kind of look at things and say, I want to I want to be a little bit of an inspiration yeah. to to others who say, hey, if this guy can do it, yeah. I can do it because I'm no superhuman and I'm not, you know, I think that's I'm not anything what, special. That's what's quite amazing about, should we call it midlife crisis sports? I don't know. But these these sort of sports of, of triathlon, of yeah. ultra running, of cycling and stuff, they are maybe a more mature uh, audience. I right. mean, the yeah, yeah. guy that I recently had on my podcast, Tom Evans, that came third in Marathon de Saba last year is like 26, but right. he's coming third. But it just shows, and I think there's a lot of people like you, James, and it's just an amazing mindset. It's like, yeah, I am how old I am. I'm 50-odd, 
And yeah. maybe all these years gone past, the last 10 or 15 years, maybe I didn't live the best life, but I found something in ultra running. I found something in endurance. I found something in yeah. triathlon that's really now helping me to focus, to set goals, to get the best out of my body. And at the same time, I'm able to turn around to my 22-year-old son or you know 18-year-old yeah. daughter and say, if dad can do it, then so can you. Exactly. And even if it's just walking around the block, even Absolutely. if it's just saying, hey, I'm going to get better sleep or hey, I'm going to think about my diet a little bit because for me, it becomes all those things. Yes. People say, oh, I don't have time. I say, I don't have time. <laughs> no one has time. You yeah. make time. Exactly. Make time. And why do you make it? So that you're not taking all sorts of blood pressure pills Absolutely. and, and cholesterol stuff. And this is the thing, James, and this is the choice. It's either a choice to get off the couch and yeah. to get moving if it's 35, 45, 55, 65. I don't care what age or to mask the pain or to feed the pain with medication to yeah. medicate it you can self-medicate just through sleeping better eating better moving more being out in the open there's something truly unique about going back to the to the, the volvic race it's in the volvic volcanoes know, it's the a, volcanoes in sounds, france that just sounds so interesting it is just absolutely incredible and it is it gives you more endorphins more dopamine <laughs> than any other drug can give you yeah. it's amazing and if you look if you actually look at what these a lot of the the medications that we're being given for certain for certain cases at the moment that's all they're doing they're playing with dopamine they're playing with serotonin in the brain yeah. just to make us feel a certain way you can go and get that naturally by jumping outside by getting on a bike going for a ride through al Qudra, through the desert by going to Europe, go up to the top of a mountain, sit there, you feel incredible. Your whole world starts to change. Yeah. And it's something truly unique. So running around seven or eight volcanoes in, in a month's time <laughs> is like the best, yeah. the best medication I could have. And, and that's why when Volvic came to me and said, oh, can, can you participate in, in, in the Volvic Volcano experience this year? I was like, I would love to. They're like, are you ready? I'm like, I'm absolutely ready because I know I'll come back and I'll be there. I'll be so fired up. I'll come back even more fired up. And I'll be excited to run the 86 with you next year, James. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, it 86 is 86 sounds like you know. But just the idea of being out there trail running yeah. does sound it's incredible. I know. I'm thinking 86. You think? Hmm. <laughs> but it it Maybe. is incredible, and I all think, in one go. Yeah, nonstop, yeah, yeah, nonstop. I think that's what's absolutely unique about sort of the trails in Europe as well. The trails in Europe are are, are super open. But there's places along the way where you could stop. So there's okay. like there there might be a shop, there might be a coffee shop. So you run like ten or fifteen k's. It could take you two hours. It could take you three hours. You stop. You can have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. You can have something to eat, and then you just chuck your stuff on, and then you go again. And you know you see these mountains. I see a mountain. I want to go to the top because I know yeah. from the top it's going to look so much better than it does from the bottom. Yeah, there you and go. You can just see all of this land, and it, it is something absolutely, truly unique. And people, from, I'm just thinking the 86Ks. I'm going. Hmm. I think I could do that. Well, there is a I'd very big race here in. It's just more information is coming out now in Dubai at the end of the year. It's called something like the Marmoom uh, Ultra Race. Yeah. And it's there's three different races taking place. There's a 270 kilometer race. Oh my goodness. There's yeah. around a 170 and 100 or 150, something like that. Yeah. So there's actually an opportunity for people that are are thinking, oh yeah, this mm. guy's saying something that I like. A lot of people are thinking this guy's crazy, <laughs> but they're saying something I like. There's an opportunity coming at the end of the year 
in Dubai. I think it's on around the 11th of December. There's three or four different distances you can run through what's now called the Marmoom Conservation Reserve, which is basically the area around Al Qudra. Okay. And they reckon it's going to be one of the hardest desert races there is, 270 kilometers nonstop. Mm. Okay. That I, might I'm, be a bit long. I, I'm but training for the Dubai Standard Chartered. <laughs> It's okay. It'll be a training run along the way for you, James. Piece Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. I'm James Pikeaway. This is Get Fit Radio. Get Fit Radio is the program you have tuned into. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym, and he is helping you wrap your head around issues and queries that you have with your world of fitness. And a great question has come in. Asking if you can suggest grip building exercises. Yeah. And it says this person is thinking uh, in terms of rock climbing. Yeah, this is super important. What we see as well with with grip, if our overall grip is quite strong, we see a massive amount of strength across the board. So it's quite related. When we see grip strength go up, we see overall body we strength grip, We grip a lot of things. We grip shopping bags. Yep. We grip briefcases. Absolutely. We grip gym equipment yeah. we grip our our stuff we take to the beach yeah and then if you're in the gym you've got bars yeah you've got pulleys you've got and you know you one of the steering wheel when you're driving for fear of your life <laughs> one of the main things that you need to make sure you have a good grip for mm. is shaking someone's hand yes the most important yes always a solid oh. handshake there we go none of this wet fish Show me, show me your power. Don't try and kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't crush you. You don't yeah. crush me. But I always want a nice handshake. So, what do we do to train the grip? The simplest thing is more of holding things in a grip. Okay. This could be something as simple as, like as standing there with a kettlebell. A or kettlebell a dumbbell. or a dumbbell. Absolutely, a kettlebell, a dumbbell is something that is actually a super. A simple, simple because it, it's the same shape all the way through. Right. So, you know, a kettlebell is, is a certain width all the way around. So is a dumbbell. They're super good for static holds or even for walking. We call it a farmer's walk. And you can start on a lightweight. You can build it up. You can play with the time domains. So you say, okay, today I'm going to hold a 20 kilo, two 20 kilo kettlebells. I'm going to hold them for 15 seconds. As my And this is, this is something that's really encouraging. As your grip strength progresses, that 15 or 20 seconds will go to 25 seconds. We'll go to 30 seconds. Okay. You could start off doing it. You could do six sets of 20 seconds with a 20 seconds rest. When that becomes that's, that's easy. Pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, it'd be great. So, it, so it's doing an interval in a sense, exactly. even for your grip. Even for your grip. So why do we do it like that as well, James, is because then it becomes super measurable. So if you take that format, if you're going to do six sets of 20 seconds. This is the key to everything you say. Measurability. Can absolutely. you record data? Can yes. you see progress? Yep. Can you graph it? Can you chart it? Yep. Can you look back at it and say, here's where you started. Yeah. Here's where you at. Here's where we're at. And when you do that, you get this, this the lights go on in your head. The, like the absolutely. bell. I've won the prize. Absolutely. And a huge amount of motivation. So if you started today, uh, six sets of 20 seconds hold, 20 seconds rest with a 20 kilo kettlebell. You did that three times a week. And then it became easy. So next week or in two weeks' time, either increase the time domain, so go to 30 seconds on, 20 seconds off, or increase the weight to a 24-kilo kettlebell. Uh, so you go up okay. straight away. A kettlebell or a dumbbell. So what do you recommend, time or weight? I would just start with, with something like 20 or 30 seconds. So we have what we call time under tension. We're creating two to three minutes of that time under tension. Uh -huh. And as that becomes easy, instead of taking more of your day i would just increase the weight okay. so i would keep the same time frames yeah. i maybe got 30 seconds 20 seconds off same six to eight sets but i would then start to increase the weight 
That's something super straightforward though. A kettlebell, as I said, and a dumbbell is perfectly round. We know like it's, it's maybe an inch wide. We can then start to really mix things up by taking, for example, a piece of rope. We could tie oh, the kettlebell okay. around a piece of rope and yeah. hold it like that. Completely different sort of movement. You can even do something like wrap your towel around it and hold your towel. So we're training the grip in a number of different ways. You can walk with it. You can stand static with it. But the point is here is that like all of our training, all functional training, we can mix up as much as we want to change the stimulus so long as we're still being progressive in our training, so long as we're still creating overload in our training. So it's, it's, it's harder. Yeah. We're seeing that progression. And so you need this overload eventually in all yeah, of you. Yeah, exactly. And, and you think that's where people actually start to go wrong? Yes. Is that they don't overload? There, there, there's no safe overloading. So it's like, yeah, I can do, let's go back to the first example. I can do six sets, 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off with a 20 kilo kettlebell. I've been doing it for two years. Right. But it's easy for you. It doesn't challenge you. It doesn't overload you at all. No, but I can do it. Well, <laughs> it's not, and then it's not progressive. Other stuff as well is which when you're able to do that, you know, you might you might start a hang. So you could hang on a bar. That's grip strength, you know? Being able to hold your own body weight on a bar just in what we call a dead hang position is yeah. actually very tough for some people. And why but why do I want to do that? Like because what, it builds grip strength. So it's just it's purely a grip strength. It builds thing. your grip strength, yeah. And then you can go from holding super tight on the bar to taking one finger off. And then okay. taking another finger off and then taking another finger off. All until right. you're just holding like that. Okay. So there's so many different ways we can play with it. There, there's some different ways to train to train your grip, but always make sure, as I said, it's measurable, it's progressive, and you're putting to get that progression, you need to be overloading yourself. But what you'll see as well, as I said at the start, is when you train your grip, you'll see your overall body strength actually starts to increase. There's a very close correlation. It's not directly linked, but it happens. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is Get Fit Radio. My name's James Pikeway, and I don't remember if we got to this particular question last week about muscle burning. And the, the question was, why do my muscles burn sometimes when I work out? I don't think we got to that one last no, week. No, we didn't. This is, this is related really um, to two or three different things. Your, your muscles actually heat up. When, yeah. when, when you use them, your body heats up. And then you're putting the muscle fibers under a lot of tension. It's You won't get a lot of muscle burn if you don't have what we call a lot of time under tension. So the muscle is not under tension for a, lot, a long time in your workout, which it doesn't have to be in every single workout. You won't get this muscle burn. When Do we want muscle burn? It depends what you're looking for. Okay. It, it honestly depends what so your goal is. So it almost sounds like we're coming back to, am I putting myself under tension? Am yes. I putting my muscles under stress? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you want to, for example, if you want to grow a muscle, then you need it to be under tension. You need it to adapt to that, to the load that you're putting on it. So, so that's if I'm, I want to bulk up a little bit. Bulk up, you could say, yeah. I mean, okay. just, to, just to grow the muscle, to make the muscle stronger. It doesn't. Right. Muscle strength is not always related to growth in size. Okay. This is Because I always, I think yeah. that's a big misconception Absolutely. that we have. That we think if I'm growing my muscle, I'm going to get big. We're yeah. not necessarily. In fact, you see it at Absolutely. every gym. I mean, we walk around in our fight. Yeah. And there are, are some very petite women yes. who are very strong. They're very, oh, very man. strong. Yeah, so and they have they have great muscle growth, but yeah. their muscles aren't big. They're not they're not big. So to, to strength strength and size is not in, when it comes to muscles, you can you can get stronger. And this is especially sorry to say it, but especially for females, females will say, I don't want to get bulky. Yeah. Like I have guys that have been coming to the gym for, for three years that are not bulky yet. 
You know, they're, yep. they, they have, they're stronger and they walked in and they could back squat 70 kilos. Now they can back squat 170 kilos. So they've got a lot stronger. But just to, to have that big increase in your back squat, you don't have to mm. get massively bigger. I have Do they want to get massively bigger, some of those guys? Or? Some of them do, yeah. And they're, and they're now looking in the mirror going, okay, yeah. I've got the great strength, yeah. but I'm not big. And this is what I say to people. Like I'll say that guy has been trying to bulk up for two or three years, but he's still the same size. However... The, the, where the bulking up comes from, where we increase muscle size, we have to feed the muscles. We have to put ah, protein right. into them yeah. to make them bigger. So if you're not eating a lot, then you're not. You're simply not going to get bigger. It's yep. not. But what happens is, I always get worried if if people bulk up, and I've seen some pictures of folks recently from Instagram who I've known for a while who who clearly have bulked up a bit. Yeah. And I always wonder, man, now you got to sustain that. Yeah. If you if you stop. <laughs> yeah that bulk could turn into blubber. Yeah, it, it can it can and it can't. Well, okay, that's muscle all, another misconception. Yeah, muscle doesn't really turn directly into fat. Okay. Muscle, just if you're not using it, it starts to waste. But generally, if we're not using that muscle, what we're doing is we're not working out and we're eating a lot. So yeah. people will say, oh, my muscle's gone to fat or my fat's gone to muscle. It doesn't happen. Fat is fat and muscle is muscle. All right, you two build, different things. They're two different things. What will happen you at the moment and this is a little bit more on females than males chicks will say i'm starting to look bulky no before you were a little bit chubby you've taken that fat away so now we can see the Ah, muscles that you've had right and those muscles might become more pronounced because the fat has gone away from them it's exactly the thing then guys will say yeah i used to be i used to be really muscly but now i'm just bulky your muscle has gone down because you're eating too much. So yeah. it's a little, it's a little, it's a lot of misconception about what muscle is, what fat is, and how, how we actually look. Just because you start training, for example, a lot of people say CrossFit makes you bulky. CrossFit does not make you bulky. CrossFit makes you shredded if you follow the right diet and follow the yeah. programs properly. So yes, your traps are going to stick out. Your triceps are going to stick out a little bit. You're going to look a little bit different. If that's not the look you want, if you want a little bit of a squidgy look, then just keep eating the cream cakes. That's fine with me. <laughs> a squidgy look? Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> you don't want a little squidgy look? <laughs> a squidgy look. All right. So um, at the end of the day, going back to the question yes. that we were looking at. Yes. Um, what are we talking muscle burn? Yeah, we're, to- yeah. We're, we're talking muscle burn there. Um, that that's the reason. The reason is is because how hard, like, why do my muscles burn? How yeah. hard you're working them during the workout. There we go. That, that's, that's what's that happening. Uh, and in the process of getting that answer, you got three more because yeah. that's what we do on this Jeez, show. You got you, some really, really good information there. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna want to go back and listen to the podcast. In fact, you can listen to the podcast of all the shows we do on Nightline, <sighs> Dubai1038.com forward slash Nightline podcasts and if you if you go to the blog you can get the links for the things we've been talking about on these shows as well what is this show it is get fit radio marcus smith's here from inner fight gym and i'm james pikeway get fit radio is what you found marcus smith you found him as well you found me james pikeway and we're talking about fitness and answering your questions you can always get to them get them to us by the way by email, nightline at dubaii1038.ae if you want to get them on the top of the list. We do get to all your questions and really appreciate them, by the way. Absolutely. And, uh, and all really interesting things like what we're talking about there in the previous segment, yeah. like grip strength, why are my muscles burning, how long does it last, how do I get bulky, why yeah. am I bulky? I think these are all very common questions. Yeah, absolutely. 
another one that's come through says, Marcus, is there an ideal balance with cardio and weight training? What I really want to know is what kind of ratio will give the most benefit. I don't know what the benefit means. Does yeah. that mean strength? Does that mean bulk? Exactly. And exactly. I, and I don't know if this is male or female. As a, as a generic answer, everyone should do a certain amount of weight training to stimulate their muscles. So everyone should do a balanced workout. Everyone should do a balanced workout. Especially, you know, I think, you know, let's talk to the masses now. Let's not ring fence ourselves here. You're working nine to five, yep. 2.4 children, you know, yep. stresses. You have an hour a day. You've got the unreasonable request from your boss at yeah. 15 minutes before you're going to go catch the Metro home. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Yeah. We all live so there. What, what we need an application that helps them the most. You have an hour a day sort of two or three days a week, hopefully more, hopefully four or five days. We is it, give is the ideal sort of – I mean, I, I often when I'm, I'm looking at many of the gyms around, when I'm listening to what personal trainers are saying, when I'm watching the folks on Instagram, yeah. three days a week, everyone seems to be very happy if you can get yourself out there moving and into a routine for about an hour, yeah. three days a week. Is, is I would that say the minimum? Okay, I would say and, – and, and this is where there's a little caveat on that. I would say uh-huh. that's the minimum effective dose – so long as on those other four days, you're taking good care of your body, rest and recovery-wise and nutrition-wise. Some people will work out three days a week and eat like trash four days a week, not sleep well, really? not recover well, and say, yeah, I went to the gym three times this week. And, you know, That's <laughs> yeah. where I see a, a massive, massive disconnect. You, For example, James, you've, you've got yourself in some decent shape now. If you went on holiday for two weeks and ate really well, yeah. We did a body analysis of you at the start of your holiday and at the end of your holiday. Yep. And if you were just moderately active two or three times a week, you'd come back. If you ate well, you slept brilliant, you were three times a week active, you'd come back and there would be not much negative, probably not much yeah. positive change. You probably wouldn't have lost a lot of weight, but you wouldn't have gained a lot of body fat. So you'd look still great. Yeah. If you, on the other hand, went on holiday and ate trash the whole time, you're going to look super bad. So it's yeah. the same on this weekly. Everyone wants to know what's the minimum effective dose. Everyone wants to make sure that they can maintain what they've gotten to but still have a, an enjoyable time. Exactly. So, And this is there is a bit of an offset here. And what, we, what, people, what people... I like that. There's an offset. Th- there's it. an offset. If you work out five times a week super hard, then on the weekend, maybe you can afford to eat a little bit of cake and indulge yeah. in, in a couple of different ways. If you've only worked out twice a week and it's not been super hard, then that indulgence is going to relax a little bit. Mm. I don't think, I hate the theory of I'm working out so I can eat more. I right. don't like There's it. There's a lot of people who live by that though. And, but it's a reality, James, yeah. as well. You yeah. know. But I think as well as if you're at a really good weight and you're in a good physical state and you are super healthy, if you're offsetting one against the other, if you have a, a big day yesterday, you know, eating, doing whatever, just get out the next morning, go and smash yourself, run for 15K, run for 10K, yeah. do a really hard workout because you've taken in a lot of extra stuff that you don't need, so just go and burn it off. And I think that's one thing that, that people are not really, you know, are... If it's a case of supply and demand, our supply of, of calories creates a massive demand in fitness, but yeah. our supply of fitness is not quite as big as what that demand is at that particular time. Yeah. So there is no minimum effective dose. It's based really on your lifestyle. If you are going to the gym three or four times a week, you're working super hard, and you're taking care of your diet all outside of that, you should be in good shape and you should be feeling good. Back to the question, when you do go to the gym... I think it's super important, and this is why 
functional training, CrossFit gets such great results. So the, the question was, is there an ideal balance between cardio and weights? Yeah. And like I say, this is why I believe that, that functional training, CrossFit gets such great results is because we mix cardio, we mix conditioning with weight training as well. Weight training is super important for the muscles. It helps us to, to secrete growth hormone. It sort of gets those muscles really woken up and working. And then we send the heart rate high, so high intensity workouts for 20 to 30, sometimes 40 minutes. That's a really good hour. And you come out of the hour and you feel like you've had a really good workout. You've moved some weight and you've done some conditioning as well. That's And that's why functional training, as I say, in CrossFit has been so successful because we're easily able to combine the two within a one-hour class. So do that four or five times a week. You can relax a little bit at the weekend. Hopefully, you will get the body that you want and look the way that you want. I guess the, the other side of this is, oh, by the way, you're listening to Marcus Smith for Interfight Gym. I'm James Pikeaway. This is Get Fit Radio on Dubai Eye, 103.8 FM. Uh, the, the, the message that comes from this yeah. is if you're thinking, hey, I've got a wedding this summer. If I just want to have a good beach body, you're going to have to put some work in. There's no magic here. There's no, I'm just going to you know, take this supplement or that thing, or if I just do this and hook up to that machine, I'm yeah. going to be awesome. Everything takes time. Everything takes some commitment. Everything's going to take a little bit of effort. And when you put all the elements together, sleep, diet, movement, yeah, bingo, yeah, and score. it works. And I think one of the things as well, James, there's no easy way out. That's there the isn't. And I think some people or the mass population, we we are as a as a race carrying more body fat at the moment than we've ever carried before. Look at all the statistics yeah. on obesity, on type two diabetes. We're carrying more. So. What we need to do in the first part of your fitness regime is bring you back down to previous acceptable levels. Previously, if, but if people like the creams, they like the pesto sauce, they like the carbs that they get from pasta. And going back to what oh, I said man. before, you can have that, but not now. Right. This is one of the most important things. I don't believe for one minute that someone that comes in that does a, an, an eight-week or 12-week or one-year fat loss program is never, ever going to eat ice cream again. I eat ice cream. Really? Yes, I do. Oh. And that's fine. I don't, I don't <laughs> really? really see a problem, I don't I'm, see I'm a problem with it. You yeah. work super... I, but when was the last time I had ice cream? Two months ago. Okay. So you're not eating it every day. You're not walking exactly. by the old Baskin-Robbins and getting a tiger tiger. Don't even know what that is, there. but yeah. <laughs> so first off, you've got to bring your... your you've got to put your body in, back into good shape. Males now, generally, I don't know the exact stats, but probably have about 20 to 30%. They're probably carrying about 20 to 30% body fat. Females, unfortunately, because of the way that they're set up, carry a little bit more. Right. If you rewind 15 years ago, go into a school, you didn't see many kids that are overweight. In our school, it just wasn't allowed. You know, you had a, you had a kid that was like 18% body fat and he was on a special diet plan straight away to bring that down. You know, so things have changed a lot. So what people are accepting as a norm now actually is, in a lot of cases, is, is borderline obesity. It's disgusting. And we need to bring that down. Once we've brought that back down to a reasonable level and to a level that actually looks good and you don't go, oh, you're a bit overweight. Once we've got it to that level, then you sort of in a phase where actually you're living your life. And maybe if you do want pasta once every few weeks, have it. 
but just have one bowl every few weeks. Yeah. Don't have it four or five times a week with that stupid yeah. cream sauce yeah. and cheese. Yeah. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's really the point on, on, on sort of this balance that we're well, I was, unable I, to achieve. I was talking to someone who'd been away on vacation. They had been in the gym on vacation. They came back from, you know, really enjoying themselves. And they said, look, I haven't put on any weight, but I've put on two inches. Yeah. And they're going, but I'm, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Everything fits the same. I was exercising. I'm continuing to exercise. No weight gain, but two inches around the waist. Crazy. And can't figure it out. They're going, I don't, I don't get it. It's simple. <laughs> you've lost muscle and you've gained fat. That's, right. that's the simplicity of it. Yeah. And it, it is a... That's something that's a really good measure, like how many how many notches on on the belt belt buckle post holiday you have to open up to, and then you know when you lean down you're under one. It's a good way, but what's happened on holiday? You've lost muscle in two weeks. You haven't worked out that muscle. The wastage is phenomenal. I know it from an accident. It just wasted so quickly all down my left it's, hand it's side. It's incredible, isn't it? If you don't use it, phenomenal. And, and this, so even on on the great vacation, this can happen. The yes. muscle waste, the fat gains. Fat gains. So you, you have an equilibrium. So your but overall weight is still 100 kilos. But now you have more fat than you had before. Yeah. Hence and that why fat is hard to get rid of. Well, no. well, I mean, you can, but it, it's it's tougher. It, it, yeah. There's some work there. It is, especially tough. if you've got it around the midsection. Yes. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. No, we we do really need to. Norms are are you know averages and norms are out there. I don't particularly like what they are because I think people should live extraordinary lives. But you know, we do have to benchmark ourselves against something. And we are, as a population, getting bigger. We're carrying more fat than we've ever carried before. And therefore, we, we sort of, because it's okay with society, it's okay with us. It shouldn't be. If you're a guy, you need to have between 10 and 15% body fat. Yeah. That's just the way it That's, should be. There we go. 10, under 10 is great. You're going to feel so good. It's not, and this is the thing. People are like, oh, you're too harsh. You, you're, your figures are aggressive and stuff. No. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel the best you've ever felt. You're going to have more energy than you've ever had. You're going to be able to run up the mountain. You're going to be able to wake up in early in the morning, go to the meeting, have a great time. You're going to have the most amazing life because you're going to have so much more energy because your body is in so much better shape than it's ever been. Yeah. People are like, oh, life. There we go. And on that note, Marcus... Is that the end? We've got to run out, the, we've run out the clock. We'll do it all again next week. Same place, same time. You can find Marcus at Interfight Gym, innerfight.com. Go grab his podcast. Follow him on Instagram and more. This is Get Fit Radio. My name's James Pikeway. We'll do it all again next week. Same place, same time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you.